0: Alright, welcome back to another Widow Chats with Robin, where anything can go wrong and you can lose internet connection. So hopefully that doesn't happen today. And let's invite Nadia. Go in live with Nadia George. Da, 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 da. Send requests. I feel like someone has to appreciate the commentary. I see a thumbs up, but I don't think it's in regards to my oh Nadia, she's joining. It's happening. Here we go. Waiting. Oh, so how's everyone's day going? (laughs) Thanks, Mike. (laughs) Wait. Mm, mm, mm. I have no idea what to do with this lighting. It is like oddly sunny today. Okay, Nadia, waiting. Oh, try again. I tried to add you, Nadia. I'm not sure why it's not working. Okay, I'll try and cancel that, and then let's send that again. Send request. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Gotta love
1: all these technical difficulties that are happening I, today.
0: Trying multiple times, and <laughs> I'm like, oh, prepping before, and then it just, I'm like, when it works, I'm like, that's step number one. We did yeah.
1: it. Yeah. Yep. It's always, there's all, and there's always that like awkward period before where you're like, so I swear I'm going to have someone on. Don't worry, they're coming. (laughs) I've done so many of these and every single time. It's funny because I can see you before I join. So I see the person like sitting there waiting and I'm like, I swear, like it's just waiting for it to connect.
0: (laughs) Pressing the buttons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like to think we're providing entertaining commentary, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's especially at 11 a.m. I mean, most people are looking outside going, what am I going to do today? Oh, shit, the same thing I did for the last year. It's fun.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but you look great. You, I went, like, super cash, and you're just, like, super fancy.
1: No, <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I'll give credit to the lighting in the room, because I'm not even going to lie, I woke up at, like, 10.30. On the that's impressive. Shirt on. it's the mascara I'm telling you if anybody is ever you're ever feeling like you need to wake up you just throw on mascara and lip gloss and you're like you're good
0: I believe that mm-hmm. yeah okay all right that's what I'm gonna do in the future when I'm like I'm not gonna wake up but you I literally
1: like just throw on up. the mascara and you're like I'm so awake <laughs>
0: I love that. Oh my god. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Um, yeah, also- thanks for having me on. My lighting is entertaining me to no end right now because I've got like the sun and then like other lights. So I might turn into a ghost. It's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, like, where's no worries. Robin? Don't know. But no, I'm just so excited to have you and like randomly chat because you are look, so interesting. Okay. And so much going on. And um, like you're an influencer, which is so cool. Because I have no influence over people. So, like, how does that feel, <laughs> to influence people? You know, it, it's a
1: funny thing because um, in the beginning, like, I, I really wanted to um, work with brands that had, like uh, – one of my sayings, and this was a long time ago, when I started um, supporting Cheekbone Beauty in the sense of, like um, – Jen and I like I, we we know each other personally and things like that. Which guys, please go check out cheekbone beauty. And one of the things that I kind of quoted um, going back probably 2016 sorry, my dogs barking was to make a purchase with a purpose, and that's always kind of been my thing. So as an influencer, going through that was really um, interesting because there's this you know dynamic of like oh we got to make money and then. But for me, you know, one of the things that I've always tried to say is like authenticity is so important for myself. And if I just don't connect with a brand, or I don't feel like the products are good, or like they're doing good in the world, I have a really hard time with promoting that brand. I've never been a great Salesperson in the sense of, uh, you know, like, oh, buy this and doing the rebuttals. I'm like, you don't want it. Okay, cool. Like, god, the product shit anyway. Like, I've always been like really bad at sales that way. So the idea of being an influencer has really changed for me because at first I thought it was about branding and products and and getting people to engage that way. And what I've kind of come to realize is that being an influencer is really more about just being your authentic self and having people connect with that and they hear your stories they like your stories and they find a piece of themselves in it so the idea of like as I even think the idea of influencing I'd like to almost call it more of like a pathway provider <laughs> it's just too many freaking words um you know versus influencing because I think sometimes when we think about influencing is I, I know it's crazy. I kind of think it almost it can have a negative connotation around like you're trying to change someone's mind. And that's never what I want. Right. So this idea of being an influencer is definitely interesting. It takes you down so many different paths and it really gets you to have to reflect on yourself and who you are and kind of what you want to change, what you want to influence so yeah, it's uh, it, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. There's so many learning curves and the social media aspect on its own. Let me just tell you, if you actually choose to be an influencer, like be prepared. It is a full time social media job, which I just don't have the time for. So I've actually backed away from it a little bit and just kind of have taken some time to myself. I think that's kind of more important right now. So
0: <laughs> no, for sure. Right? Like self-life, you're not good. Yourself, then, like, you can't influence, uh, or the pathway, pathway provider, yeah, PP,
1: <laughs> but yeah, oh, I PP. Like it. mm-hmm.
0: but it, it's so like that's it's so interesting because I'm always, I always think that people like, like, even you, I'm like, oh my god, you share so much, I know you just they, and you're like, there's always a little bit that you're not sharing, which I think is because, like, if people share everything, mm-hmm. and I know I'm like, that's a lot, um. But also – but, like, you also share not just the positive. Sometimes your struggles, which I, I think, oh, hey, human, which I appreciate because it's like, hey, mm-hmm. guys, you know, maybe it wasn't the best day. And I'm like, oh, oh cool. Other people yeah, are I struggling. Think, so, so it's mm-hmm. – I, I commend
1: So there's a bit of a leg on my end,
0: so you'll just oh, have sorry. to bear there's with a me, delay, I so weird I was commending <laughs> you.
1: Yeah, I think it's always just, like, it's <laughs> – my stupid wi-fi um but yeah I mean I think it, it, that's the other piece of it is like you know going when I when I grew up um the one thing that my mom did have an opportunity to put me in even though we were extremely poor was modeling because um they ended up sponsoring me when I was really young so I went into that at like three years old and was in it kind of through my younger years and when I look back at to like why I thought, you know, always putting the positive out, always looking, you know, hair done, nails done, all these kinds of things. And it, it really eats away at you. Like you, you, you see these people and, you know, they're always looking fabulous and they're always got their A game on. And it does, like, it makes you wonder, like we question our own lives and compare ourselves around those people. And growing up like that and and having it, you know, caused me a lot of, Um, mental health issues and eating disorders and just bad relationships thinking that, you know, my beauty is what people wanted. And, um, you know, I don't want that for our younger generation, like for our future generations. And so for me, that's always been really important about uplifting young voices, and letting them be who they are, um, and really embracing that piece. I think that, you know, with with a social media aspect, it's so powerful and we have to be really careful how we use it. It's really like lighting a fire around a bramble bush, you know, you want to just make sure that you're not catching everything else on fire and burning it down to the ground. And that's what social media has the capacity to do, but it also has a capacity to, like you said, influence in a good way, you know, let people know that we're all going through struggles. Um, there's days where like my hair looks great there 's days where it looks like I stuck my finger in a light socket, <laughs> and I just think oh, that the more that we 're off- yeah <laughs> and I think the more that we 're authentic with ourselves, I know right um, the the more that it gives people an opportunity to be authentic and not have to worry so much, and we 're always going to question who we are we 're always going to have insecurities we 're always going to compare ourselves to others because. It's just human nature. We're territorial, right? And and the purpose of us is to evolve and grow. And we should be doing that every so many years. Like we wake up one day, we're like, oh my God, like I'm such a different person than I was five years ago. And that's a good thing, right? So to kind of share those trials and tribulations and just every chapter of the book really means so much towards the ending, right? You want to build that kind of catalyst to like get people to be like, oh, this is so cool and interesting. And to do that, you can't be the same all the time. It's, it's yeah, it's an interesting world, the social media.
0: I mean, it's uh, like, I definitely joke, I have no idea how to navigate it, which also makes for entertainment. Uh, I'm okay with that. I like being a dinosaur in a sense. That's fine. I've, I've accepted it, except when yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to do these lives, and I'm like, dear God, Instagram, why do you hate me? uh Like what I love about, I'm What I enjoyed you about too is you're just so supportive of other people. Like I, we would audition and be in waiting rooms. Remember those? Uh, Yeah, I know. We would be what sitting next to each other, going for the same role, and you would just be like, like we would just be talking, like not competitive. It's whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was jigsaw where first met you in person. Yes, it was. And then yeah, we're gonna go yeah. in, I do my thing, you do your thing. I'm like, this is just such a healthy way to be and I just appreciate when it's like you're really your competition is yourself. yeah. No, and, and I, just, I, I appreciate I that whole, like women helping women kind of thing and like actor helping actor. Right? Because it's whatever the client wants at the end of the day, but it's just yeah. it feels supported because you're like, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm like, I, I miss that, but I also like not having to travel for hours. <laughs>
1: here's oh myself, my Dave,
0: here's my face. Uh, here's my, how I talk and we'll see. Uh, yeah. I love I, how much you've been doing. Like I've learned so much from, from everything that you've been doing. I just felt so
1: There's definitely a so leg.
0: educated. And that's also like not even the influencer part, just like the information you share
1: it's great yeah i think
0: um well, there's like an you know, delay now and I yeah
1: there's like a really
0: like <laughs> a really long what you delay. last heard. i heard yeah. everything i heard it
1: all but one of the um, things i so have just taking some time i'm just catching yeah. up oh go ahead um so i know <laughs> so hard to so like I'm like are you talking Are you talking um no one of the things about audition rooms is um yeah I mean like they're they're anxiety building already on their own and so when you're in them and you see all these people that are you know comparative to you and you know that they're going for the same role it's hard to not Again, compare yourself and to think like, oh, are they going to like her? Oh, I should have wore that shirt. That color looks great. Why didn't I do that with my hair? There's all these these pieces. And then we lose ourselves. And we get into that audition room. And we've now left ourselves back there. And we've brought in this person that actually doesn't belong to us because we're trying to be everything else. And it was only until we started getting into this COVID thing and I started doing self-tapes and watching myself that I was like, oh my God, like, now I know when I choke up in the audition room, because that's not what I'm bringing in there. And I just think that it's like you said, like, they're going to choose what they want. It's not, you know, I I got a really great um, saying from one of my acting coaches, which I absolutely loved. And it's like, you know, with commercials and things like that. It's like buying a lottery ticket, you buy the lottery ticket, you're really excited about it, you hope you're going to win. But then you don't. And that's okay. You just buy another lottery ticket next week. And, you know, having that perspective was like, yeah, like it, it doesn't, don't let it take away from you. And I think in this industry, it's so hard to not be competitive. It's so hard to not wonder like, oh, like, what did she do? Like, she got the role and I didn't get the role. But like, I've just over time come to realize there is enough space for everyone like there's enough space for everyone and and we're all you know chains on a link right like if we just treat each other kindly we're all gonna rise and I think the other thing that I've realized is how even though this this entertainment industry is so large it's also so small So you don't know who's going to make it. You don't know who's going to become a director or a writer or those kinds of things. So for me, it's always really important to treat everybody with kindness, to treat everybody with respect, because they're going to remember that. And it has worked out for me in the end that way, where I've had people reach out and be like, hey, you know, like I, I saw you in the audition room or so and so you've worked with them. They said you were really great. I'd love for you to audition for me those pieces are so essential. So we have to stay humble and we have to not let our heads get big. And I think that's really hard to do in this industry, especially like when you make a really big paying gig or, um, you know, you get a role that you were really hoping for because you want to be excited and proud of yourself and you should be just as long as we're not dragging other people down with us as we're doing that. So I just, you know, I kind of try to give that energy out when I'm around other people in the industry, because I hope that, in return, that they'll do the same <laughs> and not be, you know, a dick.
0: <laughs> it's funny. I don't know about you, but when I book something, I'm surprised. It's always like, really? That one? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't say that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I've booked um, jobs where my auditions were. I thought my auditions were terrible. And then have been like, oh, I so got that. I I so landed that and then I was like oh I I didn't book it (laughs) so it really is just like it's a toss-up you'll never know um but yeah the shock like I remember um you know when I booked the spark train which um should be coming out soon it's a hosting gig for a really kind of actual cool um like training educational videos for all different types of like real estate and I don't know, fast food restaurants, they they have all these different components. And it was a really massive booking. And I remember just sitting in my living room being like, Oh, wow, like, I, I actually booked this. And even, even when I was flying to Montreal, I was still like a little in my head, like, Oh, my God. Like, I still felt like I was auditioning. Like, I, even though I booked it, I felt like even when I got to set, I was like, OK, bring your A game, Maddie. Like, they might fire you. Sorry, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's always it's always a shock. Um, but I think that's a good thing. I think that if we if we're landing things and being like, yeah, I totally got that. We need to check ourselves then because it, it should be exciting and it should be Kind of a bit of a guessing game because I think that that's when you always bring your best foot forward because you feel like, okay, I still got to put a little into this to make it happen. So,
0: yeah, yeah, but you talked about coaching before. You're still with like LB, right? With LB Acting Studio. I you am.
1: I, I'm gonna give them a little <laughs> yeah. plug. Yeah, sorry, shout out.
0: Yeah, I was saying a Lewis shout out
1: yeah i i really I recommend know. lb acting studio i mean i know everybody has their their own way of learning they've got their own their own um kind of need essentially like i've been to some other acting um coaches and they've been really great too um and but it, it, Lewis just for me clicked uh i think being a therapist as well like having this this um You know, the physiology of it and and all of that, putting yourself into it and just the way that he sees, um, you know, our acting careers is it just makes so much sense to me. And it's really interesting because, um, you know, I'm also on their BIPOC um, mentor committee. And I just thought, what a beautiful thing to put together. And he, you know, he really does put himself into all of it. And so do all of his coaches. So I honestly, I can't say enough about LB Acting Studio. I think everybody should go give it a try. If it's not for you, cool. But I, I doubt, I highly doubt that you won't enjoy it.
0: Yeah, no, they're they a great studio, definitely. And like the people there are super nice too, which is great. Because you're, you know, you're read, mm. like reading and out there in front of other people and you're like oh, oh everyone's not judging me this is very healthy
1: yeah um, it's really I nice i
0: appreciate that but yeah but how how's the mentoring going like do you have a meant like how does that work the mentoring program um, that helps, helps me.
1: so it's it's interesting because um So we have an email, people can email in and if they have questions or they're unsure about something and it doesn't have to be specifically about, you know, being BIPOC, right? I mean, that's essentially what it was made for. So people have a safe space to go where they can ask the questions. They probably would be too scared to either ask their agents or ask in the room. Um, But it's also one of those things where you can email and you can say, you know, Uh, I really had to want to ask Maddie a question and they'll provide me the question. They'll be like, so-and-so sent us an email, Um, feel free to connect. And then, yeah, we, we have, we can have chats much like this, right. Whether they have a FaceTime or a zoom and just help guide them around being in the industry as a BIPOC person and you know, what they can do, what they should essentially not have to put up with, You know, it's interesting because coming into this, one of the things that I've always said, you know, and I learned from my dad is that, you know, you don't put yourself in other people's boxes. You don't check off boxes that don't belong to you. And so being an urban Indigenous person who was, you know, essentially um, my family was disconnected from their land, um, you know, that was one of the things that I always had to be really careful of because you know, there is a space for everyone, but at the same time, I, I don't need to take up certain spaces. So there's like just things in regards to like grants and opportunities that I just wouldn't go for that are meant for Indigenous people because I realize that I'm super white passing and I've had a lot of privilege in that and growing up in the city and all those kinds of things. So I think that there sometimes can be, you know, questions around where do I fit in, right? And how do I navigate my career in the entertainment industry in these pieces without doing harm to our communities and our people. And, you know, I don't know if you heard about the, you know, big thing that happened within the indigenous I don't want to throw out names, but there was a big carfuffle <laughs> of stuff that happened recently in our indigenous communities in the film industry. And we call them pretendians, um, which is really harmful to our communities. Um, and I think no matter what BIPOC um, community you come from, we have people who are trying to appropriate and to put ourselves into those boxes, it really makes us um, hesitant about wanting to go forward and wanting to audition for certain things or wanting to write stories. And I think it's great that there's this opportunity where people can reach out and be like, hey, is this a story I should write? Is this something that I can do? Will I get in trouble for it? So yeah, I mean, it's been really interesting, but essentially people can um, just email I'll be acting studio and they'll be able to connect with us. If they have any questions at all, please like, no, I I know that saying is so annoying, but no, like, there's no stupid questions. I think it's so important that we ask them because I'd rather people ask them to get in the room and do something. And then, you know, that casting agency is like, yeah, no, we're not going to ever bring that person back. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to ruin your career before it started. So, uh, and to take chances it's Yeah. It's such a great uh, thing that they've created.
0: But like that, that's such an important thing too because I know, you know, a few. I like to torture myself, so I watch my former self tapes. And if someone would have told me things not to do in the room before I did that, I'm like, oh god, I got. Uh, whoa, uh, okay, uh, moving on. Oh
1: my god. Yeah, I know, I know. I remember I auditioned for um, the movie Blood Quantum by Jeff Barnaby. He's a Mi'kmaq director out of uh, Quebec, and he uh, he's, you know, I've never worked with him before, but I was so excited to do this audition. Blood Quantum, like, just boomed. Um, Devery Jacobs ended up getting the role, and she's kick ass. So, like, I'm so glad she did. I'm so in awe of her. And um, I look back at that audition tape because I was so new in it. I had just signed an agent. I had only done one other thing, and I now when I look at that audition, I'm like, How did you turn this in, Nadia? Like how? Like I had so I knew nothing about close ups, wide shots, nothing at all. I literally filmed the whole thing in full body. <laughs> I knew nothing about backdrops or lighting. I, 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 you could see a window in the background. It was so horrendous, so horrendous. And I think to myself, Jeff must have watched that and been like, yeah, I'm like, I've never bringing her this one." Like, this woman's crazy. She's crazy. I ended up meeting Jeff later at Imaginative, and he seemed quite all right. Um, and I. Luckily, I don't think he remembered me auditioning for him. So I was just like, yeah, we'll just you know, let that one go. Let it. Sweep that one under the rug.
0: Yeah. Oh, it was so embarrassing. But, like, that's my favorite part. When I do these auditions, and I, like, I still remember that, and, like, they torment me. And then I meet the person I auditioned for. They don't have no idea that, like, they, they don't know, they remember this, and, like, this is something that helps me. I'm like, this is so interesting. I don't know why I'm letting this get to me. I should move on. But I just-
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, I I had an opportunity to actually audition for Devery Jacobs. She was writing a a film and directing a film. And I remember um, my first audition, she wasn't in the room. Um, I nailed it. They called me back. And then she was in the room. And I was like, (gasps) like, like it literally, my whole body shut down because I I was like fangirling in the room and I'm like oh my god like I'm literally sitting across from Jeffrey and because I had done the first scene already I I did really good did one take she's like yeah no we can move on and I was like okay that's that's good and then the second scene I hadn't done yet so I had been practicing it at home and one of the other things I think is really important is like get feedback from people but be careful to really go with your gut because that is one thing I've learned that if you, if you try to like, again, take somebody else and, and put them in that you lose the whole realness of like who you are in that character. And I recognize that with that second scene. And so because of that, she started reading to me the, you know, I did the first, one and it was good and then she wanted me to do a different kind of take and I froze like I literally stared at her for like it felt like an hour but I'm sure it was only like five seconds but it felt like an hour and she's just looking at me like are you gonna be okay like what's happening (laughs) and when I left I realized I was just so in shock of being in front of her and losing my losing myself essentially not in a good way in the audition that I literally just did the exact same take. And I was like, oh, I walked out that door. And the minute I closed the door, I wanted to turn around and be like, can you let me do that again? Like, I I totally don't. But at the same time, I didn't want to go back and be like, hey, I totally fangirled. So can you just like let me do this again? <laughs> so I just let it go. I let it go. And, you know, me and Deborah talk a little bit. Like, we're not, you know, I won't say we're friends. <laughs> But, like, I know her now on Instagram, and we do talk on Instagram. And, um, you know, I'm like, I wonder that. At some point, I will bring it up to her, I'm sure, when it's the right time. I'll be like, so do you remember my face, actually? (laughs) Because I stared at you long enough that you should have. So half of what you're saying I did not hear. I'm going to try I, something. She won't
0: remember. She won't remember and you'll be like why was this in my head? Like that's the amazing I I can tell you whom and what I did wrong and they're just like yeah it was just another audition I honestly don't remember. Back. I was just saying you'll probably if you. It's oh, just the leg, okay. yeah.
1: It's it's totally. I sometimes I find like if okay, I take I the try.
0: Bluetooth okay. off, that the leg isn't just that, a brief so break try because that. that's how we roll here. Yep. Oh, okay. Oh man, it's kind of better. Okay, we're like
1: uh, slowly. Maybe if we don't move, yeah. it'll catch up.
0: Kind of. Okay. <laughs> also, being a is not helpful when there's a lag. Because I'm just, like, word vomiting. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. I heard one word, Robin. So I'm going to slow down my pace. No worries. Um, I'm going to assume it's okay. I can hear you now. Okay. And I'm, like, talking. Hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> That's why I kind of love-hate relationship for these right now because it's such a great way to connect, but it's also technology and Wi-Fi Oh God, I don't know. Okay.
1: No, I hear you. I hear you.
0: But you're doing, you're doing a, another one, right? You're doing, um, what was the name of it again? I can't remember. You're starting to do some, like, aunt, not auntie. What was it?
1: I oh the anti-vanter my total. Yes, yes, thank you. Yeah, um, so the anti banter is kind of it just one day I was like, you know, I wanna do something fun because I do a lot of drama like dramas. Like my whole resume is pretty much drama other than Camp Cowabunga. So I was like, you know, I want to be able to show this other side of me where I'm not always serious and crying and yelling and screaming and in in movies. And oh my God, my dog won't shut up. (laughs) Um, So uh, yeah, like the anti-banter is just, um, it's gonna be a talk show. We're still in, um, I guess, I don't know, I'm not a director or writer, so I guess it's called pre-production. We're still doing interviews with our guests and setting up, um, you know, me and Monica um, we're both Mi'kma, so we were like, you know what, let's, there, there's not um, essentially a show out there that is really geared for like our age and our humor and just keeping topics light. Some of the topics we talk about are kind of heavy, but then, you know, we've, we've got some games and quizzes and things that, that we're kind of throwing in there. We've got some really amazing guests that are coming on. But essentially, it's really just talking about stupid shit. Like, again, if you get to watch the little clip on YouTube, like, I actually say, like, so is this an X-rated show? Like, are we allowed to swear? Like, what's going on here? But that's just because, like, humor is such a big part of, you know, the Indigenous identity. Um, Because we've had to have humor for so long to keep us, you know, going and, and healing and so having that component to a show is, is just, it's who we are. And yeah, I mean, we've got some really great ideas coming up, but you know, it's one of those things that it's like, as a woman, like the other day, I find, I don't know how I end up doing this, but I don't know about you, but like I take, when you take your pants off at night, I tend to just like leave my underwear in my pants, I guess, or something. And then I will like, if my pants aren't dirty, like, yes, I do wash my clothes people, but if my pants aren't dirty, I'll like fold them up <laughs> and I'll just like sit them on top of my dresser. <laughs> so I <laughs> like I'll put them back on and then I'm like, oh, there's underwear in here today. <laughs> like, I don't know how many times I have done that where I put my pants on and there's been like underwear in the pant leg and I'm like, Oh right. <laughs> I mean I also have another pair on, like clean hair. But <laughs> I'm just like, you know, like stupid shit like this. <laughs> Just, like, real talk, like, real stuff that happens to people, or maybe it only happens to me. I don't know.
0: I am <laughs> creating love pathways
1: that. for people to be authentic.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I love that so much. I'm in, I'm like, I don't, but, I like, I throw my pants up somewhere, and they go, some, but I'm, like, that is the best. I, I can only, I can imagine you, like, wearing two pairs of underwear by mistake mm-hmm. one. Like, oh, crap. That was the one <laughs> yeah, like it literally happened to me this morning. <laughs> like, I pulled on my jeans, oh my god,
1: like, and I'm like, What is that in my leg? And I'm like, Oh, it's a thumb, <laughs> it's underwear. <laughs> I was wondering where these went, <laughs> you know, like missing socks situation, except it's underwear. <laughs> Hello. So yeah. So yeah, that's what anti manter is going to be about. It's just going to be about ridiculousness and um, just like <laughs> telling the stories that nobody apparently wants to tell, or maybe
0: even here. I would I I feel like this story has to be out out there for everyone here because it's ink. Um, but I love <laughs> that though, right? It's just like this would happen because honestly, I bet you a bunch of people do this, right? It's just about being relatable yeah. and just this happened to me. Okay, I will share a story because I felt like a total moron. I, um, what are these the AirPod things? I had them in the case. And I had yeah. a pocket and I'm like gonna fall out. And they fell in the toilet yesterday. And they're very expensive. So yes, I dig them out of the toilet. It was a oh my God. little gross. Um they still, the work? they still work. They're waterproof. Okay. I don't know. They still work, and I. Oh my God! I can't tell you the amount I saw wipes. I you but now ever I put them on my ears. I'm like, these are toilet. <laughs> <laughs> these are sprays Need oh to be hilarious. out there. <laughs> yeah, right because like that- this shit happens. Yeah, I I never. I'm like, why do we keep Why does it fall in the toilet? I don't. I don't understand. Why? If I'm like, oh, because it's a very loose pocket, and I was being silly, and I knew it was gonna fall, but I'm like, it won't fall, and trust your gut. We're going back to that. Oh, trust yeah. your gut. Yeah, it will fall. It guarantee fall in the toilet. And that's always the way it is. Like when we think like things aren't
1: gonna happen, but we know in our hearts that they will. That's, that's what I say. Like. Follow your gut, guys. <laughs> if you even have 1% of an instinct, something's gonna happen, a lot of for that going to happen, it's
0: going to happen. Like we have a lot of, yeah, stuff fell in the toilet for me too the other day. I feel ya.
1: Yeah. Yeah. oh it's you know it's and that's like I think we need to do more of that and I think that's the other piece of it the social media thing like so many people right now are feeling depressed we're going through this COVID situation it's winter here in Canada and it's really like you know difficult. you don't want to putting
0: dirty earbuds in they still work it's oh this leg (laughs) Okay. It's so, and that's I'm really the,
1: enjoying this conversation. And you're, you're a social
0: worker, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I was saying you're a, a social worker, right?
1: Yes. Yes, I am. I
0: am, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah I've been doing that for, um, I started a volunteering it's actually in the social service I'm sector here. in okay. 2000.
0: I. <laughs> I. Oh, okay. Oh man! Oh man!
1: Um. Yeah, I don't understand why I wanted like maybe oh, maybe my, my dad. I'm afraid it. it will cut off. It's bad. Okay. Um.
0: I went. I wonder if I can rejoin. I'm going to try Dana, and read join data, however you want to pronounce it. Tomato, tomato. Oh, OK. I'm going to talk. Hi.
1: Is that any better? What happened? Is oh. that better?
0: Uh, hi. Hi. Um, Is that better? No. I don't know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we can't. Yeah, we're, we're trying our best. Um, <gasps> I think it adds comedy, which we had said we need more of in the world. So there you go. And I
1: think everybody's also dealing with this. I, I think the <laughs> lag is like a real thing.
0: Like, it's like a traumatic event for people now. But it's hard. Like That's the funny thing, too, because we want to communicate. And there's a lag. This is just comes up poor communication issues, like people aren't hearing you, Mm -hmm. there's a lag. This is getting deep. Uh,
1: I know. Well, it's a good thing I'm a social worker then, we can work through these issues.
0: (laughs) If anyone I had to have a lag with, I'm glad it was you. Uh, I This never happened before, but really it happened the other night.
1: (laughs) That's the the thing, right? But yes,
0: sorry, going back to what you're saying, I am a social worker, I didn't,
1: therapist for oh God going close to 15 years now. And I've worked in all different areas. I've worked in developmental child protection, um, trauma addiction, mental health, parent coaching, relationship coaching, sex therapy, Um, worked in it all, right. And uh, it's, it's interesting how um, it actually helps me i think in the entertainment industry because i have so many stories i can pull from and i'm able to feel everything the one thing though i do find that it has kind of negatively impacted is as a social worker we tend we have to over time desensitize ourselves to things and so sometimes when i get scripts i really have to work to be able to allow myself to feel that again because you know we just learn to sh- you know shut things down and d- like take ourselves away from things so that's kind of been interesting as well because it's like okay nadia this is a really sad scene and even now i'm laughing about it. <laughs> but finding the truth the truth in that <laughs> moment and and who who i am in that character and finding that similarity right and so it yeah like it, it's it's been interesting
0: But yeah, no, especially because you get all the dramatic roles and it's it's definitely hard. I get what you're saying with the desensitizing because I find I'm a physiotherapist when I feel like it. Um, I still have my license, but no. Uh, I, I find for me, like, <laughs> when I get one of those scenes and I'm like, hey, this is what I would do. And I'm like, okay, where's the human aspect? I'm like, I don't know. I have to make myself a robot because this person's in danger and let's heal them. But I'm like, that's not what they want to see on camera. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's true. It is
1: true. No, it it definitely makes for like, I, even when I'm reading scenes, like I I've learned now not to rush it and to really like read it and read it and I'll tape. I I actually, and I don't know if this will work for anyone else, but like a thing that I found for me is I will tape my, like if it's for a pretty big role, I'll tape um, a self tape the night before I actually plan on doing my audition and I'll tape it and watch it and really like watch it. Um, And then I'll, because, and then that night I get to sit and think about it and be like, oh, this is actually what I should have done. And this is how that should have played. And so then the next day going into it, I'm feeling much more comfortable. um, And I just, I find like, yeah, like I really, they, you know, they say, let the script read you, like essentially read it a few times. And, and the other thing I do is I love to read. So now I'm kind of like trying to read it as a story versus like so yeah. focused on memorizing my lines. Read it like a story, feel those emotions. And then I find that the lines carry with
0: that. It just makes it
1: so much easier.
0: For sure. I even try, I don't know if you do this. I, I've tried to do a lot more. And then I find when I'm writing out scripts, scripts. I'm like, okay, this is what I want from the out actually saying it. So then when I read a script now, I'm like, Oh, yes, I can kind of understand why they didn't write this. And I don't know, Everyone has their own process. There's no right or wrong. But I just find it so like attacking it from different angles versus just okay, memorize and go. Um,
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think having, um, you know, had the opportunity to work behind <clears throat> the camera, just like, you know, we were out in the Northwest Territories and, and teaching the kids and watching them write their stories and things like that and also working in a really close relationship with some writers and directors and having an opportunity where they're like, you know, do, like, would you say it like this? Does it feel like this? Like, what do you, well, I wrote it like this, but what do you think about this and being able to be kind of behind those scenes and processing it and watching your, you know, yourself to having the availability for the director to be like, hey, do you want to see this? And I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? Let's, let's, let's get a little deeper into that. Um, really has also helped me. So, it, you know, again, it's just experience, right? Having that experience. And I say, I, I do say to people and they're like, you know I want to get into acting, I want to do things. I'm like, first off, try community theater. You can get on to, into community theater and get yourself out there. Cause I did theater when I was young. And although I did not, theater doesn't translate well in auditions for film and TV. So I learned early on <laughs> um, that, uh, you know, if you have that experience and volunteer, like if you see something in a, a group forum where they're like, Hey, we're looking for cast and crew, like volunteer, learn about sound, learn about behind the scenes, cameras, angles, all that kind of stuff, staging. Like it, it makes a massive difference in your performance because you, when you get to know those kinds of things, you're not so worried about them in the audition, you know, like, Oh crap, my hair. Okay. Oh, do I want the plant here? Do I want, you know, like, and, and then you lose yourself again. Right.
0: So, I mean, it, it's always good to do. Yeah. That's true. So exposed. To, oh no, that's not the right word. Um, good. Okay. let's say, <laughs> or do you? it depends what kind of film industry you're getting into. That is true. We were talking about different scenes the other day. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Robin told me. Oh, God. Yeah, that's messed up. What what are you working on right now other than the anti... um, Because I saw you were doing the one film that I was really... The whole, the water problem, I thought that was such, I love that you work on projects that have such a, a strong message. And I, I love that. And again, I know it's more serious, dramatic, um, but, but I just, I love when people create, because that's how I learn. I'm like working yeah. my way through Netflix on learning all this stuff, because I like the visual, I like the auditory and the way they collect it and they make it like very well presented versus reading a history book and I'm, I'm bored. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I love that you do that stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, um, as an actor too, like, stories, and how you portray them are so important. And I I think when you have an opportunity to bring awareness to something, you should, you know, and I've been really fortunate to work with John Elliott, who's an amazing um, Tuscarora director, and out from Six Nations, and he just has such an amazing passion for wanting to bring awareness to our communities and what's really going on there in our indigenous community. And he's just, he's amazing. Like he's, his cinematography, like just his vision. <laughs> I wish I had his vision. Um, and so whenever he's, you know, asks me like, hey, do you wanna collaborate on this? Do you wanna do this? I'm just like, yeah, like, I don't i don't care if it's non hang I don't, you know, because for me, it's like people have a hard time <clears throat> I think taking in stuff when it's just a lot of verbiage or they don't understand it or they can't visualize it. Um, So being able to put these messages into film and to talk about them in a different narrative really makes people like take a step back and they can, as much as you you don't want to like water things down in a sense sometimes you need to just to just to get them you know to to listen and to understand so along the water's edge was really important because what most people don't realize is you know an hour away from Toronto there is a reservation that is dealing with the water issue you know they don't have clean drinking water in their homes um or you know to even bathe or shower in and they do have to go to drive their trucks to go get water you know and I I find it interesting that people will see these advertisements and hear about the stuff in Africa or the you know uh, or any you know third world country where we're seeing people having to walk with water jugs and we're like oh my god these poor people how do they not have clean water but yet an hour away from Toronto people are Mm -hmm. doing the same thing. So I think that it's just really important that we have these opportunities to tell these stories mm-hmm. but what's also important is that the right people are telling the stories and it should be coming from an Indigenous person and an Indigenous narrative you know I, I never lived on the reserve so it wouldn't make sense for me to write a story about that but I'm happy to collaborate with people who have those experiences and I can help bring a truth to that matter and mm-hmm. you know it's the same for when <clears throat> we were doing her water drum about you know missing and murdered Indigenous women and when we were on Six Nations we were filming in a home and that was one of the things that really hit me hard was, you know, not being able to wash my hands in that water. Like I, 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 you know, they had to bring drinking water in for us. And I thought to myself, so how is it that these people have to survive this every single day? So if people do get a chance to watch along the water's edge, I think it's really important because it's not just about our indigenous nations; it's about the whole world. And if we keep going the way we're going, you know, we are going to taint all of our water, and we're all going to be in this predicament, but why do we have to wait until it affects all of us to start making that change, right? So, you know, being, being in these kinds of movies, and the same with acknowledgement that just um, came out as a part of the awareness um, series for the Toronto Museum, you can access that on YouTube on the Toronto Museum's um, channel, and uh, we did a a piece mean, or, you know, John wrote it and directed it, but I was part of it with John about acknowledgement and land acknowledgement. And are we giving credit where it's due? And do you know the true histories of our lands and the lands that we have prospered from? Um, like all of these stories need to be told. So for me, I, like, I'm just always so honored and I'm always like, okay, bring your best, like do it justice because these are such important stories to tell um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think like, no matter whatever your passion is, whatever you're advocating about, whatever you want to see when we talk about that influencer piece and you want to see that change there, if you can find a way into it, do it, you know, it doesn't, I mean, for me, the indigenous piece, just because of, you know, my family's history and stuff like that is important to me, but it doesn't matter what it is, you know, it, it, anti trafficking, it could be anything at all. Um, I feel like people yeah, should take this opportunity. We have a platform that most people don't get, you know, and I think that everybody's going to deal with it differently. Not everybody is very open and vocal as I am. And that's okay, right? You can do things behind the scenes or you donate or send food or whatever it is you're doing. Um, but we have an obligation. And I think as yeah. a, a white passing person, I have an obligation to, um, you know, tell like to, to bring those to the forefront and to create pathways for those who who are telling those stories to start telling them. You know, like I have to, I know that I have a privilege and I think that in that I have an obligation to use it to the best of my ability to help those who don't. So yeah, I, I love doing that kind of work.
0: But it's, it, I mean, it it has such an impact. I I'm like as you're just getting that the job, like. I I try not to be ignorant, but then when I see these films and I'm just learning so much, it it really is. It's such a powerful thing and we should always be aware of what's going on. Like I know even, well, they didn't have the Toronto Fringe this year, like, but even then, like everyone, okay, the land we're on, we should acknowledge it. So I I feel like it's a slow process. I don't know why, but it's just like, I think we're, very slowly working there. But I, 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 it's just a very, it's a crawl. Um, yeah, but, but you it, know it's, I don't care
1: if it's two steps, one step, as long as people are moving forward with it and are, you know, challenging their own narratives. And if it makes you uncomfortable, figure out why, why does it make you uncomfortable? Why do you right. feel so like you have to protect yourself around it? You know, that speaks so loudly. Um, and people, they do challenge me, you know, I, I, get that a lot of like, well, you know, but like, that was so long ago. And I'm like, no, it wasn't like, it's still happening <laughs> literally. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, I just, I, I, I'm like, if it bothers you figure out why it's usually because there's a truth in it. And if the truth is, is hard to swallow. It's, it's scary to admit that like, holy crap. Yeah. I guess my ancestors probably didn't do the right thing. But knowing that I now have an opportunity to do the right thing, right? So that's where I think um, that change can be made. Like, we're not, we're not, we don't want people to be angry and, and hurt and take blame. We want them to take action, which I think is a very different thing.
0: For sure. For sure. I feel like change for anyone in general is challenging. Like, yeah. This, this COVID alone, it's like everything is the world's whatever it is, but it's, Yeah. I mean, as long as, everyone's just, I feel like when we work collaboratively, things get done. I don't know how to make that happen sometimes, so yeah. But a lot lot of people like, Like, yeah. yeah. But even this, like
1: having me on and being open and to listening to those pieces, you're already an ally. And by having this kind of conversation on IG where people that I don't know that aren't following me can hear, um, who knows, yeah. one person might be like, yeah, I want to know more about that and get into it. So already we're we're creating pathways for people to get engaged and to hear these stories. I mean, this could have been a conversation um, that we didn't have, right? Like some people, yeah, I mean, I haven't had this happen, but I'm sure there's people out there that are like, okay, like, I want to have you on, but can we not talk about the Indigenous thing? Like, can we just focus? Like, pe- people do it, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. it it is one of those things where I'm like, this this already, this already is, is helping to create change.
0: Oh, I just think you have so much, like you have such an interesting background that like I can't speak for it and I just want people to know about it. So I love how open and articulate you are with everything. It's like coming from me versus you, you're, you're like a very powerful impact, so.
1: No, not you know, when people ask me like here, just watch this video. <laughs>
0: I don't, know what, I don't
1: know what to say, but you just, just watch this video. <laughs>
0: just, uh, had some good lines here today, uh, that I sounded smart. Uh.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't re-say it, so, you know, yeah. Here, here's a couple links. Just, just follow those. You know what? Sharing the links, yeah. I'm happy with that, too.
0: <laughs> no, this is great, though. Is there anything you want to, like, promote or any should like, any websites we oh. should go to, anything That could be a whole other hour, but yeah, I'll try and get it done in five minutes. Um, You
1: know, for me too, the other thing that we're working on is um, the Child Welfare Political Action Committee, which is not politically associated. It's actually, uh, we are a charity and a lobbying uh, organization that works with politicians, ministers, and MPPs, things Mm -hmm. like that, to create policy around... Um, changes with uh, youth aging out of care. And uh, my girl, my best friend, child best friend, Jane Koverkova. you can Google her. She's amazing. She's uh, going through, I think she's going to be a doctor at the end of this year. Um, <clears throat> is, uh, wow. you know, just, I, I I encourage everybody to look up the Child Welfare Pack. It's doing such amazing things. We, you know, we've really done some great work in collaborations with universities, creating opportunities for If you were in the child's welfare system um, at any age and you are any age, you know, you can apply for school and um, get some really great subsidies around that to go back, even if you're 55. Um, You know, we're just really trying to break down barriers and change that. And as a person with lived experience with the child welfare system myself. I just think that it's so important that we're creating better futures for these kids because the whole system is so misguided and uh, we just want to, you know, get those evidence-based policies out there. So that's the plug I want to put in, you know, guys, please go check out child welfare pack. You can find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. You can even just Google child welfare pack. Um, Lots of stuff will come up mostly about Jane, which is also awesome because she's very open about her background and where she's come from. So yeah, I mean, and the other thing is the Influencers Motivate. We're a little bit on hold because of COVID, but Influencers Motivate CAN is the organization that I'm a national ambassador with. And we go out into indigenous communities and do wellness workshops with the kids and communities. And essentially it's just fun. Like it's just so much fun. We we did um, murals and film and artwork and acting and stuff with the kids and getting to hear the elder stories. It's, it's so amazing. So if that's something you think you'd like to be a part of, then feel free reach out to influencers, motivate Ken. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and uh, you can always, people can message me if they want to know more too, but uh, we are supposed to be out in Nunavut and going back out to the Northwest Territories um, last year and this year, and COVID's kind of put that all on hold. So we're just trying mm-hmm. to navigate some virtual stuff, um, but hopefully I can get back out there. I miss it. It's so like, it's so life-changing going up North.
0: I in like I'm inspired to, I don't know how well I do in the cold, but, but uh, <laughs> kind of like- Me either. my little um but no they, like thank you for sharing everything like this was so i love chatting with you you're great um anytime sorry about the la- anytime thank you for having me my pleasure uh enjoy and i'll try and like tag everything that you said so people can follow it uh, but yeah thanks for this you're awesome um <laughs> and have a great day yeah you too thanks everyone you know, for joining the mouth we'll see you soon Bye. Bye.